0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. In Christ Jesus. So, before we get started here, um, let's go into a word of prayer and we'll dive into our lesson for tonight. God, we thank you so much for your word and for your presence and for your truth, God. We thank you that... You sit on the throne, and you're in control, God. We thank you that in times like these, Lord, we can call upon the name of the Lord, for the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into, and they are safe. I ask, God, that you would simply use me as a conduit tonight to bring forth your message, your word to your people, to all those who are watching. Let them be blessed and fed real well by the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for this time. In Jesus' name. Jesus name Amen and once again thank you for tuning in um, pastor has asked me to uh, to minister the word of the Lord tonight and I pray that you are blessed so uh, first of all I do want to say that um, before diving into our lesson that you know m- my head is not totally in the sand I'm very aware of the hand of God allowing such things to happen to bring about his purpose in the church and in our lives and in the world uh, of the things that's going on today. So uh, in, in Matthew twenty four thirty seven it says, you don't have to turn there, just kind of a foundation before we get uh, deep into our lesson. But it says, but as in the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 38 says, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. So as in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking and marrying. So the scripture specifically calls out uh, Noah because he was a preacher of righteousness doing the will of God. So at a godless time in Noah's day, he was reaching for people as the judgment of God was approaching, which was the flood. So um, he was not distracted from his call or his purpose that God had raised him up for. So that's my thought tonight as we begin to this lesson. I'm not uh, setting aside the prophet's role in the scripture as God was reaching for his people to turn uh, from their sin. But in the times of of different uh, uh, chaoses, as we see in scripture in time of the prophets, there was still a voice reaching uh, for people, reaching for God's people in the midst of the storm. And so um there's uh, a lot of different various voices that are speaking now, speaking of judgment, speaking of uh, um, um, salvation, and all these different things. and, and you can kind of get uh, confusing. but but our role uh, in this as God's people is to reach for people. And that's the title of my lesson tonight is it is to reach for people. And I want to talk about three areas. That I believe are really, really important, um, and, and play a, a great part uh, right now in this season that we're in. So, um, the title of the lesson tonight is Reach. Uh, so let's open up our Bibles. I want you to grab your Bibles, grab a a, a note pen, grab grab a piece of paper. Um, if you got your iPad or your iPhone or whatever you have, and uh, let's let's get into the Word of the Lord. So I want to start at Second Corinthians, chapter thirteen, and verse 5. The Bible says, examine yourselves. So um, examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not that your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. So the first one we want to reach for is Almighty God, is God, and having intimacy and communion with God. That's first and, and, and so important uh, at this time is to have that consistency of reaching the Lord, not just going to God uh, and having, um, not having dialogue, if you will, but or, or just a list, going to God with just a list only, but going to God and having that sweet, intimate communion with the Lord. Uh, that time of seeking God and pouring your out your heart to God. And then in return, as you pour out your heart to God and begin to seek after the Lord, they, you have to be intentional with that. Uh, and, and at this time, there's really pretty much no excuse to not be intimate with God, to not seek the Lord, to not cry out to God, and to be closer to the Lord than than more than you ever have been in your whole life. Because, I mean, there's you can't go out to the restaurants anymore. It's only takeout. So you can't stay there and spend time there. Uh, you got to go back home. You can't just hang out in the grocery stores. You just can't uh, sit and watch sports and all those various different things that we had access to uh, just weeks ago. But now those things are, uh, are gone and we are put in a position now that we have an opportunity. We don't have an excuse not to seek the Lord, not to um, uh, be, be in a place where we've never been before. And God. So the the first that we that we must reach is God. Getting a hold of God, uh, crying out to the Lord Jesus Christ, and examining ourselves, seeing if if we are truly in the faith. To see, uh, and in, in uh, to see if I am who I say I am. <laughs> you know, I call myself uh, um, an apostolic Christian. Uh, am I really? Do I line up with the Word of God? And 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 so as do I line up with uh, how the apostolics lived in the early church in the book of Acts. Am I am I doing what they've done? Do I have the faith that they had? Am I um, uh, giving myself to the word of God and to prayer and to and to the work of the kingdom and uh, seeking ye first the kingdom of heaven? Am I is God a priority now? I have no other excuse. I don't have no excuse. We don't have an excuse, and I say that respectfully. That now we are in a position that we can give our hearts to God like we've never done before. And it's awesome because we're still in that dispensation of grace that that we can pray as long as we want to. We can pray in the Holy Ghost as long as we want to. We can read our Bibles as long as we want to. We have no excuse not to be intimate with God and and in a place where um, where we long to desire to be in God. And that's so close to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, you have to ask yourself a question as you seek God. Uh, and spend intimate time with him. Am I right with God? Is my heart right with God? Are my hands clean? Is my heart pure? Um, examine yourself, taking a physical, if you will, as it says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. It says, examine yourself, prove your own selves to see if you're in the faith. Am, am I who I say that I am? Um, and then again, just May being redundant, Am I lining up with the Word of God? Am I lining up with my brothers and sisters in Christ in the book of Acts? They gave themselves to prayer. They gave themselves to the Word. They gave themselves to fasting. They gave themselves to worship and and to uh, God's business, the uh, reaching souls and um, putting god uh, having God as a priority. It was not uh, a thing questioned about uh, in their mind or in their heart. So, you know, you may say, well, I'm saved. I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Why Why do I need to examine ourselves? First of all, it's in the Scripture. Uh, and, and second of all, you know, we may say that we're saved and baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. We repent and give our heart and life to God. We're now in the kingdom. But are, are, are you letting, are we letting God save us? Are we uh, seeking God intimately in a pure, excuse me, clean way that, uh, it brings on a searching of my soul, especially in this time. You know, I want to be right with God. I want to know that I'm saved and believe that I'm saved. And he He took care of that work. He, he took care of that work of me. But am I being saved? Am I overriding my convictions? Am I being passive on prayer now, passive on my Bible reading and, and those things that that are simple disciplines um, that, that keep me close to God, that keep me to the heartbeat of God, and in return, having the heart of God. Um, and, and, and true success, and I've said this before uh, in other videos that, that uh, put out on a different page, that true success is being right with God. So true seeking God and crying out to God and having that intimacy with God, uh, it, it, it results into um, uh, soul searching, examining yourself, or it should not just going to God and, and giving it all to God and coming away with no convictions or no, no drive to uh, um, be all that God has called, called me to be, all that God has called us to be. So uh, the first one we reach for is God Almighty uh, in intimacy and communion with God and, and coming out and, and saying, am I right with God? And that's a question um, that I just don't want to skip through. Am I right with God? Can he look into my life now and say, I'm pleased with you. Um, uh, there's a reflection of me uh, in your life. Um, and so today I've, I found myself in time with the Lord, uh, God dealing with me and repenting and, and things that God has brought back to my mind because they're so, not that I didn't spend time with God, but spending time with God and feeling like I'm going deeper that he's opening up things that I've never saw before, and giving me the opportunity to repent, get my heart right. That way I can stay close to God. I can have the heartbeat of God. I can have that consistent fire of God and power of God uh, that's so available and that he gives us uh, to his children as we want to seek the Lord honestly. And so um, the first place starting is reaching for God, reaching for God. The theme of this year, again, as it was in 2019 of our church here that pastor, our pastor really felt led, again, it's, and it's so right, it's so perfect, is reach, you know, reaching for God. It starts right there. And the second thing that I want you to jot down after you wrote down God is reaching for your family, reaching for your family. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, it says, by faith Noah being warned of god of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith so noah prepared an ark okay so obviously his family saw him build okay and he was a preacher of righteousness saw him build ark uh, god gave him specific instructions and within that through all of those years he was reaching he was preaching. He was crying out to a generation that lived in rebellion against God. You know, if you will, save yourselves from this untoward generation, and that there is a flood coming. There's judgment coming, and God. And thank God for those voices that um, are there today that have not compromised. That's at the the front lines. I believe the true front lines of you will is, if you will, is fighting for the the souls of humanity, um, preaching the gospel without fear of favor in uh, the love of God and the passion of God, um, uh, being led of the Holy Ghost. And so, you know, reaching for your family, preparing an ark, um, 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 preparing a place in your home and in your life that your family can look at and say, that is God, that we don't live one way in our homes and go out to society and live a different way. But we can see that Noah was consistent. And, and for years he continued. And so in the consistency of Noah continuing in God's plan, it paid off. His family was saved. The flood came. God shut the door of the ark. And, and people then that mocked Noah at that time and just brushed him off and said, man, you're crazy. And you said it's going to rain. What is rain? You know, we've never seen rain before. Well, we can parallel that today. I've said this before, but we've never seen the acts in, in of where we're at right now in our world, in our nation, in the kingdom of God. And so um, it's upon us now, and this is upon us now for a very specific reason. And so reaching for our family, reaching for God, reaching for our family. We have so much time now that we can spend with our family and read the Bible. And I'm so encouraged that our pastor last night on the live video, he encouraged all the family, sit down with your family um, and and read Matthew chapter 24. Spend time in prayer. Um, Spend time with your family in the word of the Lord and grow to God together and, and 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 feel the presence of Almighty God together with your family. It's so powerful. It's so important. And I thank God for family. I was talking to uh, someone uh, the other day and just so thankful to have my family, to have a relationship with God, to have my family, to have uh, beyond that is my church family, my pastor in these times because some people don't have that. And I thank God for that that we're not alone in this walk. We have almighty God, but thank God that he gives us, you know, the fa- our family and the family of God. And he gives us um, um, each other to draw strength off of each other. And so I praise God for that. So remember, God gave instructions to Noah. He didn't play around with it. He built an ark. And through the consistency of, of of that <clears throat> moving in fear, condemning the world and shunning the world and staying focused upon God and keeping his family and, and the plan of God through his consistency. Once again, his he was not only saved, but his family was saved. Right before the judgment of God came. It says in Genesis, excuse me, 614: Make thee an ark of gopher wood, room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without, with pitch. Pitch it within and pitch it without. Now that word pitch there means to cover or purge, make atonement or make reconciliation. Making sure the world or why the world was being judged of God in that day uh, is not getting into the ark. In other words, making sure the world's influence is not getting into our hearts or our homes or affecting our family. You got to pitch it within and without it was something tangible that God told Noah to do. But there's a spiritual application of that, you know, um, um, keeping the influence of the world out, keeping the negativity out, uh, keeping those who are speaking against that. There's not going to be a revival or it's hopeless or so on and so forth. You're keeping those negative voices out uh, of the lives of your family, the, in, the the influence of the filth of the world uh, of why uh, God judged uh, humanity humanity in that day that we're keeping those influences away from our family. We're protecting our family. And it was so powerful last night, reading the word of the Lord, reading Matthew 24, as we as instructed uh, by our pastor and spending time in prayer was so powerful. We began to pray in the Holy Ghost and the presence of God came in. And uh, it was such an uh, awesome, intimate time. We're gonna do the same thing again tonight, this evening. Spend time in the word of God. We wanna make sure our family is saved, our unsaved loved ones. Some of us have... Um, Uh, backslidden uh, family members. Some of us have unsaved ones that are not yet saved, that we can spend time in prayer um, as we focus not only on our family being saved, but um, uh, what can um, flow off of that, if you will, is focusing on our family. That's not saved. Our in-laws, our nephews, aunts, uncles, and cousins, those who don't know God that doesn't uh, realize that there's hope in the midst of this storm that we we can reach our our immediate family as well, too. So we need to be like Noah, being focused on what God has called us to and not being distracted, not being distracted by uh, um, uh, the judgment, if you will, in that day, uh, and so much so taking um, his heart away to where he felt fear or anything like that. No, there was a good balance. He understood the judgment of God, but he understood that God is, is at the same time working out salvation for his family. That in return um, uh, save uh, multitudes and multitudes of people as he was consistent. So we need to reach God and we need to reach our family. We need to spend time together with our family in the word of God and in prayer, seeking God together, seeking God together. Um, The third thing I want you to jot down in our lesson tonight is reaching for souls, okay? So uh, the reflection of Noah uh, getting his family right and keeping his family in the circle, it ended up in uh, souls being saved. So, and I want to take us to uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. And it says, Now there cried a certain woman, Of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elijah said unto her, Excuse me, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. Go get a bunch of them, okay? Make sure they're empty and go get a bunch of them. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full verse six that she said unto her son Bring me yet a vessel and he said unto her there is not a vessel more there's, there's no more vessels here and the oil stopped or stayed or stopped flowing verse seven then she came and told the man of God and he said go sell the oil and pay your debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. So she had faith to submit to the word of the prophet. Her sons had faith also, or they would have not had been obedient to their mom and great faith. Okay. To take a little jar of anointing oil for which it was just enough for just one person uh, to anoint the one person and, and, Go throughout and gather vessels, not a few, of different sizes and shapes, and believe they will be filled with oil. That takes a lot of faith to do that. But they believe the word of the preacher. They believe the word of the prophet. And so, verse two talks about a pot of oil or anointing oil, as would serve her. Okay, so she had to go into her house and 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 face the provision that she had only for her, and begin to put it into the work of God, okay? And so um, what, what, verse two says, what do you have of value in your home? It talks about what you have value in your home. The most valuable thing that you have is God and your family. And so that, that anointing oil represented the Holy Ghost and the presence of God, okay? Not just tangible oil, but it represented the Holy Ghost. It represented the presence of God. So she had the oil, and her sons in there. Her sons are about to be taken away. Her husband died, okay? He was a minister, he was a prophet. Her husband died, and so she has her two sons. It doesn't say specifically what that debt was, but they came to collect on that debt. And her sons were about to be taken away because she had a debt to pay. And then the minister comes by, the prophet comes by, the preacher comes by, and and she says, she's crying for help. He says, what do you have in your house? And she said, this, this, uh, this little bit of oil. Okay. So he said, take that oil. Okay. Go get some vessels, bring them back all types, types of uh, uh, shapes and, and and sizes and so on and so forth, and bring it back in and pour that oil out into these different vessels. Okay. So she had to take a great step of faith. Her sons had to take a great step of faith and to believing her mom and the prophet. So um, when they brought it back the oil was multiplied in the pouring it was not multiplied when it was stationary uh, that was that it was there just for her so she had to uh, take what she had for her and her family and begin to pour it out unto others. those vessels represent those who are empty, those who need God, those who need hope okay so no matter how big or small the problem uh, God can help meaning he said, what I mean by that, he said, gather vessels, not a few, gather all kinds of vessels, big, small, doesn't matter. So um, there's different situations, but the oil, God's presence, God's God's word can fill them okay, to the full and bless them with the hope and strength that they need. So the vessels not only represented people, but also how big their problem or issue is. So verse five says, you know, also, You know, you can be a single parent. She was a single mom. Okay, that's that still does not hinder God from using you and blessing you and your children in a miraculous way. Don't use that as a hindrance. Just to say, you know, I'm a single mom or a single parent. I have I have my kids and I've got to totally just focus all on this. Well, your your, your strength is going to leave. You're not going to have enough energy uh, to do and to take care of your family as God uh, would see you. To do, okay? But if you put God first, God will give you the strength that you need that's beyond you, okay? If you was to re- as you reach for souls and reach for people, God will make provision for your family beyond yourself. Okay, so you put God first. Doesn't matter if you're a single family, meaning doesn't matter how the dynamics, how God spoke this to me, the dynamics of the of your family ended up in you being a single parent. God can still use you. And I feel that so strongly. God can still use you. He wants to use you. Start turning your heart and your mind and your focus toward the Lord and what he would have you to do and watch your situation and your heart and life and, and strength come back to your heart in a very powerful way. So it also speaks of to, to me of ministers wives. She was a prophet's wife. Whether you ha- have lost, whether you have had a loss in ministry and 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 obviously that loss of, her, of the prophet or uh, her husband, it, was, it, it, it had to bother her. It had to hurt her, okay? And it had to make her feel in such a way uh, some type of pain. You know, she lost her husband. It still does not hinder God from using you because she still, after she cried out to the prophet, said, help me, God still gave her a word through the man of God. God can still give you a word. He's trying to give you a word right now. No matter what you've been through, God still wants to speak to you and, cons- and, and, and use you in a mighty way. We need all hands on deck. We need everybody from, from single parents to, to those who have had great loss and even uh, uh, lost a loved one in the ministry, a minister's wife that feels like she's all alone and, and, and you can't. there's no future and you can't go on. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. This is a word from God to you. Just take what you got and give it to God and pour into others and watch God give you, watch your cup overflow and God give you beyond what you have in the Holy Ghost. So verse six, back back to the scripture, verse six six says, and the oil stayed. While there was a vessel to fill, there was oil sufficient and it only ceased to flow when there was no uh, vessel to receive it. Okay, so when the vessel stopped, the oil stopped, the provision stopped. So there must be consistency in the work of the Lord so the presence of God can continue to flow. Okay? So it starts at God and reaching your family and reaching the lost. Those three pivotal things that I pray that burn in your heart in this season. Start focusing on God. Start seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. Start focusing on your family, making sure your family's uh, right with God, where you need to be in the spirit, where you need to be uh, walking with God right now, kicking on all eight c- uh, cylinders with the Lord and focusing on the work of God. The work of God does not stop just because, <clears throat> excuse me, just because uh, what, what has come up on our nation. And I believe that, that God is at work. He's trying to get the attention, not only the nation, but the church. And, and, th- and th- that statement, that's another lesson for its time. But in the midst of that, we can see the prophets in scripture, uh, when judgment came and when hard times come, God was still speaking. God was still reaching. Okay. So that, that th- there's no excuse not to still do the work of God. And we do want to use wisdom. Okay. And this, you have a circle of influence. You have people that you still can reach. Okay. So we do want to use wisdom. You you might say, "Well, I can't. I can't go up and knock on anybody's door. I can't do this or that. We're confined because of the quarantine." And and I understand that, and God understands that. But God is still giving us platforms through through social media. You can call the person. You can call the person and talk about God with them over the phone. You can have Bible studies with them. There's an app called Marco Polo that and it's free. You can download And you can begin to talk to add people and talk to people about God and have a Bible study and and reach for people who need God. Because because the the, the frustration sets in or the hopelessness sets in, if you will, kind of. And you can tell because this widow woman cried out. So there was something in her that she cried out for help. So there's a frustration that sets in when you keep what you've got for only you. So everything that you've been through, uh, it, it, it should not go to waste. That's not the will of God for it to go to waste. You have a testimony. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The Bible says you have a testimony. If you've been delivered from drugs, if you've if you've if you've made it through a marriage, if you've had divorce and God has healed you and forgiven you and granted you repentance and and you've went on and God has blessed you with another marriage. That's a testimony. There's if you sit down and think about what God has done for you, that's that oil. That's that testimony that needs to be poured out into empty vessels at this time. And so we want to use wisdom, use social media as a platform, begin to reach people in your circle and watch the overflow, the blessing, the flow of the Holy Ghost, the the the, the, deep, the deepness of God in prayer when you begin to be about God's business. And so we see that the oil stopped or it stayed when she stopped, when her son stopped, okay, and collectively Uh, They stopped bringing more vessels back for more oil to go in, more of God to go in. And so in Daniel 12, 3, it says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. That's Daniel 12, 3, and that word wise there means teachers, okay? So you'll have clarity, provision, and power as you pour out to others, Okay, as you pour out to God in intimacy, examining yourself, making sure you're right with God, no excuses, making no excuses. We have no other excuse. We have no other excuse. We can spend as much time, and I'm being respectful, and I'm, and I'm saying this in a respectful way, and, and we have no excuse not to spend time with God, not to, to, to be intimate with God, not to make sure we're right with God. And number two, not to make sure our family is not right with God. That husbands, we're being good husbands. Wives, we're being good wives. We're being prayerful and teaching our children. And, and and number three, reaching for souls, reaching for the circle in your life, the spheres of influence in your life, those outside of your family that need God. People need God. This is the greatest hour for the church. This is the greatest help for the, for the church. And I encourage you, take a step of faith. That person that you witnessed to, that person that um, <clears throat> you asked to come to church, you connected with, you got their number, reach out to them. And, and you'll be surprised about uh, what God has done. Their heart will be open, trust to be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, And Daniel 12, 3 says, and they that be wise or teachers shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness or unto the Lord as the stars forever and ever. Okay, so you'll receive clarity, okay, of the hour and season we're in in the church. You won't be confused. You won't be confused. God God is not the author of confusion. You got to be careful what voices that you listen to. OK, you have to be focused on God. you got to be focused on Scripture. you got to trust the voice of the man of God in your life, your pastor, the man of God in your life, the word of the Lord. You've, gotta, you've got to uh, set those things in your life and make that a priority as you seek God. OK, so you won't operate in confusion because there's so many voices out there. You want to be sure. Just stay with God. OK, tune in, listen to what the man of God in your life is saying. Pray, seek God, and be in your word so you'll have clarity of the hour that we're in, okay, as you do these things. You'll have provision for your family. you have spiritual provision. We just talked about that. you have spiritual provision. Number three, you have power over the enemy, power over sin, power over negative thoughts, power over the enemy trying to come in to your life and try to bring fear into your life. When you focus on God, you focus on your family, and you focus on the work of the kingdom, And you keep these things a priority that those other thoughts will will drain out and God will give you peace. God will give you the strength that you need. So if if, if you pour and I want to I want to I want to make a point here as we begin to come to a close. If you pour, you'll keep. She got to keep her two sons. She had provision, he said, the oil that's left. You have enough oil now to pay your debt and not only enough oil to pay your debt, but but you have enough provision to live on. You have enough to survive on just by taking that little bit and and giving it to God and using it for God. It brings that it brings about so much that God gives you in return. And so um, we need to reach for God. We need to reach for our family. And we need to reach the loss. And have those things in priority. I want to end right now. Let's pray. So, if, if you're poor, you keep. She got to keep her two sons. She got to keep what was valuable to her, wasn't taken away. Because what was going to happen to her two sons is what was happening in that day throughout all the land, okay? Those who didn't pay their debt, they would come and take it away. And that was, that was her two sons, okay? Husband already was already taken away, about to take away her kids, okay? But by her reacting and getting her family involved and believing the preacher to get the vessels, she got to keep what was left of her family, what was valuable to her. So the keeping and the blessing is in the pouring out, pouring out to God, pouring out to your family, and pouring out to the lost. And so I want to encourage you to reach. Reach for God. Reach for your family. And reach for the lost. Stay focused. Don't get distracted from these principles. When there's um, church service on Wednesday and on Sunday, tune in, hear from your pastor. Stay focused in Jesus name. God still sits up on the throne and God is in control. And I want to let's just go to prayer right now. God, in Jesus name. Hallelujah. I pray right now against any distraction. That has come against your people. I pray against the spirit of fear. You do not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I thank you for that, Lord. I pray, God, that. People will trust to apply these principles and these steps to their lives daily. I pray that you give them courage. You give them them boldness to reach for people, their circle of influence, God. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to still show you are the God that answers prayer. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you visit each and every one as they pray. You visit them in prayer. Let your presence rest upon their spirit. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, and Lord, I pray your blessing upon each and every one that will watch this lesson in the future and the lessons, Lord, that are taught uh, through this website, God. Bless them in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight, and remember, reach, reach for God, reach for your family, and reach for the lost.